0: Everyone, welcome back to the Broncos Podcast Network and YouTube for the latest episode of Broncos Now. Team reporter and host is Sydney Jones here. And coming up on today's episode, we'll hear from head coach Nathaniel Hackett as he reflects on Sunday's loss. Plus, I'll have an injury update and a Broncos lead writer, Eric Dolala, joins the show for a game recap. All that and more coming up. <laughs> Now sit at 3 and 7 as they fell 22 to 16 to the Las Vegas Raiders in overtime on Sunday. We heard from head coach Nathaniel Hackett today as he reflected on Sunday's loss and discussed this being the Broncos' sixth one possession loss of the season.
1: I mean, with all these one-score games, it comes down to a couple plays. And uh, in that uh, time, it's about fundamentals. It's about uh, understanding the different things we're trying to accomplish. And uh, we have to be sound across the board, whether it's offense, defense, or special teams. And uh, we weren't last night, and that's how that game got away from us at the end there.
0: Plus, the team announced earlier today that they waived running back Melvin Gordon. Coach Hackett discussed what went into that decision.
1: You know, he's a guy that's a a true pro. He's done a lot of good stuff uh, here at the Denver Broncos and scored some touchdowns for us this year year and we, we thought it was best uh, for the team and we've moved on and I wish him the best of luck and uh, I think it's a great for him to have a fresh start and uh, but with the running backs it'll be Marlon Mack he'll be up and then uh, Divine Zigbo we're looking to see if we can get him up also along with Latavius
0: quarterbacks coach Clint Kubiak was the play caller on a Sunday for the first time this season as coach Hackett announced that he was handing over his duties on Sunday prior to the game tacket discussed today that they will stick with Coach Kubiak moving forward, and what went into that decision.
1: We were—I was evaluating it continually throughout, always trying to think how we can get better. And uh, you know, I thought that Jacksonville game; some things really flowed well, and uh, we got in a rhythm. And then, you know, w- when we were in the Tennessee game, I just—I—I. I, didn't feel right. So I think that's why uh, I really kind of put my foot down and decided to, to kind of move it over to Clint and um, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what Clint and Justin can put together and, and being part of that and uh, I think it's a fresh look at everything. I thought it was great um, having somebody up in the box too. You know, when you're up in the box calling plays from there too, it, it's so different. It's quiet. It's uh, You don't have as many distractions. Um, you can see the whole field. You can help with calls. So uh, I think it'll give us advantage so uh, I'm excited for it now.
0: And I was gonna- Jacket wrapped up his press conference today. He talked about the 10 point lead the Broncos have had the past two games and how those opportunities slipped away.
1: I think in the end, offense, we got to score more points. Uh, I mean, let's face it. I I mean, we're not scoring enough points. we got to do everything we can to get more touchdowns uh, across the board. Um, I mean, the one thing I'll tell you about this team, which is great to see is all these close games, is because of how hard they're all playing. I mean, they're out there. They're fighting nonstop, and uh, that's what I love about this group. They're staying together. They're fighting. They're they're doing everything they can to put uh, – so we can be in position to win the game, and that's something that's great to see and we just now got to find a way to finish I mean it's, it's that simple and um, making those key plays because uh, in this league those those key plays completely can change the entire uh, the entire game so excited to see what we go with next. Let's go get a win.
0: And as we wrap up the top news of the day, let's take a look at some of Coach Hackett's injury updates. Coach Hackett updated us on defensive end Jonathan Harris and running back Chase Edmonds as they both exited Sunday's game with injuries. Harris will miss a few weeks with a knee injury, and Edmonds will miss a lot of time due to a high ankle sprain. Now joining me here inside the Broncos podcast studio is Broncos lead writer Eric Dalala. Eric, thanks for joining me on the show today, per usual, on our Mondays. You got it, Sid. Well, let's start with the big news of the day. We heard early in the show from Coach Hackett about it, but um, running back Melvin Gordon, he was waived earlier today. Eric, just what are your thoughts on this transaction?
2: Yeah, I mean, a tough situation, obviously. Uh, Melvin's been here two and a half seasons. Um, I think high expectations when he joined the team in free agency. Obviously, a two-time Pro Bowler before he arrived in Denver. Yeah. Had some some good moments with this team. I think was a valuable player, especially you know the last two years. Um, But ultimately, Sydney, the the fumble issues, I think, just became too much to overcome. Uh, Certainly, there was one yesterday down by the goal line where the Broncos potentially can take a 17-7 lead into the break. And instead, uh, Melvin Gordon loses a fumble. The Broncos are able to recover, but ultimately get no points after a blocked field goal. And, And, I, you know, it was just at the points where I think five fumbles this season, I believe he had 119 carries. So you're looking at you know, gosh, every six carries, carries, or or excuse me, not every six carries, but one fumble every 20 uh, to 25 carries or so um, where you were losing the ball. And it was often happening at inopportune moments where, you know, the, the Broncos are in, uh, Las Vegas playing the Raiders, and you've got the lead, and you're driving, and mm-hmm. boom, he loses a fumble that's returned for a touchdown. And so, and we saw that happen last year against the Philadelphia Eagles. We saw it happen against the Kansas City Chiefs. And so, I don't want to pile on here on DeMelvin Melvin because yeah. um, clearly this was tough on him, too. Absolutely. Um, and he said there were. He was, said
0: that after the game. Yesterday. Yeah. And
2: he said there's kind of a mental block going on there. He's talked mm-hmm. about that at times, but ultimately, I think a fresh start was needed for the Broncos. Um, because you can't be making those self-inflicted mistakes. And I also think for Melvin too, this is probably a good thing. Um, Like I mentioned for him. Yeah. Fresh start mentally can reset and Mm -hmm. get away from um, some of these issues. And hopefully he has success moving forward, but it was time for this move to be made.
0: Yep. I agree. Well, Eric, let's dive a little bit deeper into Sunday's loss. Um, Starting with the offense, you know, another one possession loss here. I think the sixth one of the season for this team, but you know on the opening drive, the offense it looked like they had a lot of rhythm. They moved down the ball or moved down the field really well, found the end zone, but then weren't able to find the end zone again the rest of the game. First off, what did you like about that drive and what do you think changed after that?
2: Yeah, I mean chunk plays were helpful. Um, four plays if you include a pass interference of at least fifteen yards. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Broncos had six of those plays in the first half, just two in the second, so they weren't able to maintain those chunk plays, but I thought the way they moved, it was nice. You saw some different formations, right? Um, you know, there there was maybe a little bit more under center action, Um, but Russell Wilson, you know, I thought he played one of his better games of the season. He was getting the ball out made some nice throws, but again, Cindy, and we've talked about this time after time, after time. And and yesterday I thought it was better actually in just in terms of the way they moved the ball and total yardage and that sort of thing. They still struggle to convert on third down and still are not able to turn Those drives into touchdown drives Mm -hmm. and there were a couple of different opportunities. I mentioned the one at the end of the first half where the Broncos potentially can take a 17-7 lead. They end up with no points there and the Broncos in their goal to go offense, which has struggled this year, obviously. Mm -hmm. It's not just that they aren't scoring touchdowns that there's been many scenarios where they've gotten zero points because they've either fumbled the football and lost that fumble or they've had a missed field goal or a field goal blocked or, or something along those lines. And so it's not just that they're getting down there and getting just three. There's been too many times where they're getting zero. Nothing. Um, and then, I, you know, I think as the game goes along, there were some drops that hurt. Um, you know, I think it was in the third quarter. Kendall Hinton has a chance to, to make a big play, goes through his hands. Um, the Broncos were not helped by special teams. You know, the, I think at the beginning of the third quarter, the Broncos get the ball. Montreal, Washington muffs the kick in the end zone, gets tackled inside the 15-yard line. You're, you're just backed up to start, and so you're up against it when you begin that drive. And so overall, Cindy, again, just too many mistakes. Penalties were a little bit better, I think just five yeah. yesterday. Yeah. Um, but you've got to find some sort of rhythm, and you've got to be able to just you'll be able to score more consistently. Um, you get a 10-0 lead, which is great. But you've got to be able to build on that and keep going and put teams away when you have the chance. Yeah. Because really, this game should not have come down to the final minutes. The Broncos should have Absolutely. been able to put this game away. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I don't know if we'll talk about that final segment there at the end of the game, but that too was an opportunity where the offense has a chance to end the game and can't do it.
0: Well, Eric, you know, Coach Hackett turned over his playing-calling duties to quarterback's coach, Clint Kubiak, this past Sunday. What did you think of that change, and what did you think of the playing-calling on Sunday?
2: Yeah, I mean, Nathaniel Hackett said he's willing to do whatever it takes to help this team win. Um, he thought maybe operationally it, it would work out to have Clint up in the booth, yep. um, to have Justin out and down on the field, to get a better sense for how the run game was working. Maybe gives uh, Nathaniel Hackett a chance to see things from a, a higher perspective, a, a bigger you know, a a 30,000 foot level and kind of, you know, tinker with things, whether it's focused on the offensive line or, or the receiving core or whatever it might be. Um, But both during the week and in the game, I think maybe it gives him a chance to view things just from kind of a macro level instead of focusing on the play calling. Yeah. Um, So, you know, I credit to him for being willing to take that step because it it is hard to give away the, the play calling duties. That's kind of like, uh, it's, it's like your baby essentially and so right. to, to give that up um, shows that he wants this team to to win no matter what it takes mm-hmm. I, I thought the play calling was good again you know Russell Wilson said this when Nathaniel Hackett was calling plays too it's not just about the play call it's Absolutely. about executing yeah. the play call and there were times when the Broncos simply didn't execute and so it doesn't matter what you call you could have the perfect play called and if you don't catch the ball or you don't put a nice pass out there or you don't block or you don't you know run to the right hole it's, it doesn't matter doesn't matter and yeah so the broncos have to find a way to execute no matter who's calling the plays
0: Eric, looking at this defense you know coming off a game run defense specifically coming off a game in which they contained you know derrick henry we thought you know maybe going into this game they'd maybe had josh jacobs figured out a little bit but You know, he rushed for over 100 yards again this week. What do you think it is about Josh Jacobs that this Broncos (laughs) defense, you know, really just struggles to slow him down?
2: Yeah, I mean, obviously the Raiders committed to the run. yeah, um, And I I think the Broncos were trying to make sure that Devonta Adams couldn't beat them, which ultimately he did beat them. So it wasn't super effective there. But um, yeah, I mean, Josh Jacobs is a powerful runner. He's a threat out of the backfield, as you saw on that wheel route. Uh, at the end of regulation, that gave the Raiders a chance to win it in regulation. Um, he's just a physical player. The Broncos have struggled against him. Mm-hmm. He turns into I don't know Walter Payton when he I plays know. the Broncos. He's <laughs> the best
0: running back in the league. Yeah,
2: he's really good um, when he faces Denver. Yeah, but ultimately that that didn't kill them. I mean, it's hard even when you give up a hundred yards to a running back. It's hard for that opposing team to kind of just run away with the game. No pun intended. <laughs> with with a ground attack. I mean right. it's one thing if you're throwing the ball all over the place, which the Raiders did at times, mm-hmm. but the I defense still that. the defense still held this team to sixteen points in regulation. Yeah. Josh Jacobs did not get in the end zone. They did come up with some crucial stops at times. I and mean, again, I know the defense didn't look like it has every week. Mm-hmm. It still should have been enough.
0: Yep. Eric, you mentioned Devontae Adams. You know, he finished the game with seven catches for hundred forty four. 41 yards, I believe, and two touchdowns. Um, you know, we heard Justin Simmons say in the locker room after the game, you know, this game isn't on one person. But then we heard Pat Sertan, he took the blame for that game winning touchdown in overtime there.
2: Yeah, you know, tough play there.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, they're running a concept that they've run earlier. Mm-hmm. Coming across the middle, I think Pat Sertan thinks, hey, if I can bite down on this, I can force an incompletion, I can get a pick, I can help us win this game. Um, and instead, Devontae Adams runs a double move, and he's, he's wide open. I mean, there's nobody near him. And yeah. listen, Pat Sertan's a great football player. Mm-hmm. He's played great football all year, yep. um, probably the best cornerback or playing as well as any cornerback in the league. Oh, absolutely. He had a bad play there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it hurts Pat Sertan, I'm sure, more than it hurts, more than anyone else's mm-hmm. criticism yeah. hurts him, just because I know he's got really high expectations for himself. Absolutely. You could tell how disappointed he was after the game. But Devontae Adams, he's a a multiple-time all-pro receiver. One of the best in the
0: league. Yeah, he
2: might be the best in the game. He's going to make his plays, too. He made one there. He had a big game. Um, Again, the Broncos gave up 16 points in regulation. And if you do that, even though the Raiders were without Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro, that should still be enough. And you should have been able to walk out of this game and say, listen, Devontae Adams got his. He had over 100 yards. Josh Jacobs got his. He had over 100 yards. But we were still able to win this football game because the offense and special teams played complementary football. Mm -hmm. And again, the Broncos just – they end up with a loss because even though the the Broncos' defense gives up an end-of-drive field goal to force overtime and then a touchdown drive in overtime, it should have never gotten to that point. And so people can sit here and blame the defense if they want. I'm not going to do that because – they did their part, and uh, you know, I think that they've shown over the course of the season how good they are, mm-hmm. and again, at this point, the offense needs to show that it can do more, that it can put this team in a position to succeed because if you go up 17-7 at halftime or you're able to put a touchdown on the board in the second half at some point – Now you're looking at a game where the Raiders are chasing you. They're behind by multiple possessions. I mean, it never should have gotten to the point where the Raiders are down just three um, at the end of regulation. And, you know, like I said, the Broncos could have salted the game away there with just one more first down. So the game was in their hands to win. And unfortunately, they they couldn't make the plays. So don't want to completely absolve the defense. Obviously, they they took responsibility and they said we've got to be better. But Mm -hmm. um, from my perspective, 16 points in regulation, that should be good enough.
0: For sure. Eric, last one here for you. You know, seven games left of the season here. They head to Carolina this weekend. Might be a clean slate. Forget about this week. Move on to the next. Especially with Thanksgiving this week, too. Could be just a good week to reset.
2: Yeah, they got to do it at some point. So, I guess it might as well be this week. Um, You know, Cindy, things actually, like, they were bleak. But if you had won this game yesterday, I think you were actually in a decent chance to – to just see what happened in terms of the playoff race and some things went your way yesterday, but yeah. the loss just, it stings. I mean, you're down to a 0.5% a chance of making the playoffs. 0.5? 0.5. Point five.
0: Point 0.5, okay. Yeah.
2: Um, yeah. And I, I think that at three and seven now, it, it's hard to even think about that. Russell Wilson said, we can't lose again, um, which is the right mentality, obviously. You want the players to, to, to believe that and to think that. But the way you've seen this team play, I don't know, you're thinking, can we find a way to get just one win? Yeah. And so the Broncos have to start there against the Panthers, put this behind them. Mm -hmm. Maybe they're able to, you know, maybe another week of Clint Kubiak uh, getting set with the play calls can help. Maybe the Broncos don't make those critical mistakes and just see what happens. But for me now, Sydney, this is about, can you just find a way to get this offense right? Um, And maybe it helps save the 2022 season somehow, but you've got to know moving forward as well that, This is, as Russell Wilson put it, it's a journey. Mm -hmm. You know, that doesn't mean it's always going to be an easy journey. They're kind of in an ugly part, as he put it. Uh, But he's here for the long haul, and they've got to get things figured out for the long haul as well.
0: Well, Eric, appreciate your insight always, and looking forward to the rest of the week.
2: Of course. Thanks, Sydney.
0: Well, that'll do it for today's episode of Broncos Now, Broncos Country. Thanks so much for tuning in. I hope you'll all meet me right back here on the Broncos Podcast Network and YouTube tomorrow for another episode. I'll see you all then.